podcast that answers the age-old question. What are some characters that we'd like to see switch places? I'm Danny Weiser. With me, as always, is my co-host and the Dumbledore to my Gandalf. It's Ty McGowan. What's up, dude? Danny, we're only two games into March Madness, and my bracket is already not perfect. Oh, yeah, I'm over two. Oh, you're over two. I'm one for two. So. I I got both of them wrong. I picked West Virginia and uh, Virginia, so I'm over <laughs> two at the moment. Uh, I had both of them losing in the next round anyway, so it's all good. The last second shot by Furman was sick, though. Did yeah. you see it? Yeah, it was rad. It was also so just rad. a it's school the... named Furman is just sick in general. Because <laughs> yeah. Furman sounds good like. That one old guy in a small town that like sits on a porch with a huge can of dip yeah. in his mouth. Yep. Like, oh yeah, that's just Furman. Yeah, <laughs> he's been here forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. Good for Furman for overcoming the adversity of being named Furman University, which has to hurt recruiting. You know. Yeah. You can't be good for. Them. <laughs> really happy for them. Uh, okay, we're. This is another TikTok inspired episode. We're we're kind yeah, of stealing, uh, but not TikTok a trend. Trends, which this wasn't really a trend. Sort this of. was just no, I I just got some like <laughs> I got some uh, <laughs> uh, I saw some TikToks of someone superimposing uh, Brian from Fast and Furious as yeah. Aragorn, and I just kept sending to them to you. So it wasn't really a trend. <laughs> yeah. It was just something you and yeah. I both thought was, thought were really funny. <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was super funny. We'll have to po- if we can find it. We'll have to post it in the uh, in the Discord uh, yeah. so they know where our inspiration came from. But yeah, we thought it was super funny. It was like this is a this is an episode idea right here. Yeah. Um. So the the example, the easy example is swapping Dumbledore and Gandalf. So Dumbledore is now part of the Fellowship of the Ring. Gandalf is now the headmaster at Hogwarts. So that's the kind of like easy to grasp idea right um looking at our list now we went weirder (laughs) yeah we went i feel like we didn't make this like right after we made our what would put a victorian era child into a coma so i don't think we were like in super serious mode when we made these lists (laughs) yeah yeah we got a little weird with it um your list a though if you want to just go ahead let's get into it i've got uh just a little inside baseball for the listener. There is a severe storm heading my way, and I th- feel like my internet's going to cut out. So we're we're trying to get this episode going. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, but yeah, honorable mentions. I just re- I just realized I never mic checked uh, before we started recording, but it has my microphone selected. So let's hope for the best. Um, but honorable mentions, um, I'm going with Fast and Furious and Lord of the Rings. So switching characters mm-hmm. from from both of those franchises. Um, first one, I'm switching Roman Pierce with Gimli. That's the correct. I'm switching yeah, Brian Roman O'Connor. Pierce, yeah, I'm, I'm switching Brian O'Connor with Legolas. Uh-huh. And then I'm switching Dominic Toretto with Aragorn. I'm going for the, like, if I had to switch anyone, I'm going for the bro, the bro crew in Two Towers. Yeah and those three i love that the idea yeah but they're in cars just like they're in like freaking dune buggies just three separate cars yeah 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 yeah. i'm into it that's a good picture um it's ted lasso week we got the we got the season premiere of season three of ted lasso so it's literally all i can think about so my honorable mentions are all ted lasso nice of course um, first one, the the most obvious one, I feel like, is I'm swapping Ted Lasso and Coach Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Okay. Um, 
Ted is great at working with kids. He's a football coach by tra- an American football coach by trade. That seems like an easy choice for me. He would be able to pretty easily shirk off the psychos in Texas. <laughs> like, yep. I, I'm sure he would be able to win them over. Um, and Coach Eric Taylor, he would take thing, take uh, becoming a soccer coach much more seriously. He would learn everything there is to know about soccer. Um, Julie would not be thrilled with having to move to London, I don't think. But I think she would be she pretty thrilled. The first like three oh, that's seasons, she getting wants out to move to Austin. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. He just, she just complains a lot, so I assume she would complain about this too, but maybe not. Um, next, more obvious one, uh, still sort of a coach role, but a weird type of coach role. It's Ted Lasso and Yoda from Star Wars. Okay. Yoda is a Jedi coach, basically. So now, right? now Yoda is coaching a soccer team in London mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is two feet it. tall. Yeah. Okay. Listen, how There's... useful do you think Ted Lasso is as an actual soccer coach? Just let Beard and Rory Kent handle it, and I... then Yoda can like <laughs> deal with mind tricks and stuff, try to get people to be excited to play for him. Uh, and Ted Lasso is trying to teach Luke Skywalker uh, how to believe in himself, which who better? Yeah. You know? Interesting. Truly who better? Uh, and my last one is Ted Lasso and Dumbledore. Dumbledore, okay. he's f- from the UK. He's going to be familiar with soccer. Um, it's not going to be the most difficult transition. I don't think for him, Ted Lasso is going to be a much better headmaster than Dumbledore was because instead of lying and manipulating to everybody around him, he's just going to try to make everybody, uh, be the best version of themselves. Well, uh, what Ted happens an ed- educator at heart? What happens when Dumbledore sacrifices Roy Kent to win the premier league? Yeah. I think he would sacrifice Jamie Tart, which if it's like early on, I don't think anybody's like that upset about it. No, I think he's he's going to sacrifice the favorite. <laughs> yeah, how, how, what do you think that looks like? What is Dumbledore sacrificing Roy Kent in order to win the Premier League look like? Like he somehow controls the situation to where Roy Kent, well, assuming he's still a player, Roy Kent tears his ACL and gets a red card. So they get a penalty yeah. to win the Premier League. That's a rub. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Also, the main inspiration for this is uh, just picturing Ted Lasso going, Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> that, that really just <laughs> tickled me. It's, that's, what really, that's what nailed this one down for me. Interesting. Yeah. That would be. <laughs> a, that's a weird picture. Harry, just... <laughs> Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> it's really good. Um, okay, uh, my number 10, I'm going with Wooderson from Days and Confused, and I'm switching him with the dude from The Big Lebowski. Same vibes, yeah. just chilling. Um, this time, the dude can kind of just, you know, smoke weed and, and drink beer and not have to worry about someone pissing on his rug, and then Wooderson has to yeah. deal with all that. So, yeah, just yeah. I'm just switching two potheads. <laughs> Yeah, it's always no, fun. Yeah. No, no big thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Uh, my number 10, uh, men with similar goals, especially originally, but very different methods. I'm switching Captain America and Lieutenant Aldo Rain from Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Fighting Nazis is their goal. Right. Originally. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's all they want. They, they're there to fight Nazis. Incredibly different uh, methods. Yeah, it's going to get real dark. That. In the MCU. Yeah. 
I did that because a I want to see how uncomfortable Captain America gets around the Inglorious Bastards and seeing what they do because he's a dork. And right, he's just a Boy Scout dork, and I want to see him be really uncomfortable with that while they're scalping uh, people's heads all around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Aldo Rain, I want to, <laughs> I want to experience the chaos he would bring to the Avengers. It would be an absolute blast. They would just be murdering. They, I mean, there wouldn't even be twenty-two movies. It would just be like, how can we murder this person the fastest? Oh, yeah. Okay, we killed Thanos by movie five. <laughs> he's efficient, <laughs> which is something the Avengers desperately need. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good That's idea. My number 10. Um, uh, my number nine, I'm switching toys. So two movies okay. where toys come to life. Uh, Chip Hazard and Archer from Small Soldiers yeah. with Woody and Buzz from Toy Story. So wow. in this scenario, Woody finally gets to actually try and kill Buzz for real. Because that's what Chip Hazard is <laughs> yeah. trying to do with Archer. They're actually fighting. Yep. Yeah. And then in Toy Story, Chip Hazard and Archer have to work together after trying to murder each other. But they have yeah, to work so together. You're, <laughs> you're just taking the restraints off of Woody. Yeah. Woody, who's already a psychopathic murderer, is you're just like taking the Disney off of him so he gets to do what he wants and actually kill people. Exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, okay, my number nine, um, going with two different leaders. They're, they're leaders of their respective groups, um, heavily automobile-influenced. I'm swapping Optimus Prime from Transformers and Dominic Toretto from Fast and the Furious, but Dom gets his charger. Okay. So Optimus Prime, A, the idea is I want to see a semi-truck like drifting in Fast and Furious movies. I think that would be super sick. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Optimus Prime. I think that's leader. happened. S- what? I'm like almost positive they drifted an 18-wheeler. Oh, yeah. But uh, can you imagine how good Optimus Prime would be at it? That's all he would be doing is drifting a semi-truck. It would be so sick. Um, similar voices, so that's easy there. Uh, also, Dominic Toretto in his charger leading the group of giant robots and like rallying them to his cause is something that I really, really want to see. Well, here's the problem with that. I mean, it would work, but they're going to run into a problem when he has a cookout at his house and all these uh, you know, robots can't drink Coronas with him. No, they can't. Because that's, that's what family does. They'll figure it out. <laughs> The, where there's a will, there's a way. He wants to get r- drunk off Corona with his r- new robot friends. They'll make it happen. I'm not worried about it. They're not friends, man. They're family. Same. <laughs> they're, they're both. They can be both. Um, okay. That's my number nine. My number eight, I'm going with some speed addicts, adrenaline junkies. I'm switching Speed Racer from the Speed Racer mm-hmm. movie with Maverick from mm-hmm. Top Gun. Ooh, Okay. Kind of similar characters. Yeah. Just this guys who want to go fast and wreak havoc and win at any cost. And I think it would be awesome to see Tom Cruise in the Speed Racer movie, which is yeah. a very underrated movie. Uh, Agree. And then the speed, and then Speed Racer in a jet. It would just be yeah. amazing. God, Speed Racer in a jet. Everyone's dead. <laughs> He's just crashing into everything and everyone. <laughs> Oh, Remember when Speed Racer jumped over another car while in his car? Yeah. When he flipped that's over? <laughs> yeah. God, that's a good movie. It's such a good movie. Um, 
Okay, my number eight, I'm swapping some vampires that exist in very different realms of the vampire world. I'm swapping Edward from Twilight and Viago from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> Viago, yes. Viago is the Taiko ITD character, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Viago just like, clearly he looks like 30. Yeah. He looks like he's 30 years old. He doesn't look like a high schooler, but just going to high school, um, making lots of fun of Bella. There's no way Viago falls in love with Bella. He just makes fun of her because she's weird. Uh, and then Edward just being really uncomfortable living in that stuffy mansion, stuffy big house with the with the other creepy vampires. He's just he's going to be so wigged out and uncomfortable. It's going to be very fun to watch. Do they switch powers? So like in this one, Viago can go into the sun, but uh, Edward can't go into the sun. And Ooh, what we do that's a good question that I had not considered, but I'm going to say yes. because yeah. Sparkly Viago is hilarious. Yeah, because his reaction to that would be hilarious. Yeah, the idea of Sparkly Viago is incredibly funny, so I'm going to say yes for sure. And then I would love the rivalry between Edward and uh, the younger of the three vampires, who has like that rivalry with, uh, um, you know who I'm talking about? There's three of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, younger I don't one. remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. The one that just like was just made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the one that was just yeah, made, very... but out of the three that okay. already lived there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and I get what you're saying. It's been a minute, but yeah, that would be very fun to watch. I'm Twilight. You are not Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's such a good show. Um, okay, uh, my number seven, I'm switching uh, two adventurers, two treasure hunters, uh, just your classic American archaeologist slash, you know, BA action adventure guys. I'm switching Rick O'Connell in the mummy and Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cause one, it would be hilarious while all this clearly supernatural stuff is happening and Indiana Jones just continuing, continually not believing in any supernatural. Like it's in every movie, every movie he encounters a supernatural thing. And then the next one, he's like, no, I don't believe in that. Like every single time. (laughs) Imagine seeing the Ark of the Covenant burn a Nazi's face off and then being like, "Mm, I don't really think stuff like that happens. It's even even in the the fifth trailer, the movie trailer, after he (laughs) saw aliens, he's like, nah, I don't believe in this stuff. Yeah. And then Rick O'Connell just, I mean, that was the second, the mummy was the second coming of Indiana Jones, really. Rick O'Connell was. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. But yeah, it would be hilarious. It's a great pick. Okay, uh, my number seven is uh, really the idea here is that I wanted to see this character play football. I'm swapping Tarzan and Tim Riggins. Okay. Uh, Tar- Tarzan would be an incredible football player, undeniably. Okay. Agreed? Agreed. We're just The physical tools are off the charts. Also, Tim Riggins just living by himself out in the forest, I think he would thrive. Here- That's really where Tim Riggins wants to be. He wants to be left alone. Here's the thing. You sent me this list pretty, you know, a while ago. You made up your mind yeah. on this a while ago. I showed the, your list yeah. to my dad. He uh-huh. had trouble with this because there's no beer in the jungle. And he doesn't understand how Tim Riggins can live without beer. He's There were enough people coming to visit Tarzan that I'm sure that he could set something up where they're bringing him beer. I don't He's think you... Guy. I think you're underestimating, underestimating how much beer Tim Riggins drinks. 
He's a resourceful guy. They've got people coming and going all the time and not worried about it. He would learn to make his own, I think. If, if he had all that time on his hands, he didn't have to worry about like Street and Lila and their nonsense, and he didn't have to worry about playing football, and he didn't have to worry about his idiot brother. He's a resourceful guy. He's going to learn to just make it himself. Oh, no, man. Not yeah, a that's problem. a good one. He's got all, t- all, the, all the time in the world on his hands to do whatever he wants. He's going to build himself a cool little cabin, and he's going to learn how to make beer, and he's going to be in bliss. I yeah. just want to see my good friend Tim Riggins be happy. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, uh, my number six, I'm going with uh, lawyers. I'm switching up lawyers. Probably two of the best lawyers okay. in movie history. I'm, yeah. I'm going with Elle Woods from Legally Blonde, and I'm switching her uh-huh. with Vinny from My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So one, Vinny, it's already hilarious watching Vinny interact with Southerners. I think it would be equally as hilarious watching him interact with like uppity Harvard people. And then yeah. I'm assuming in this scenario, Elle Woods is now dating Marissa Tomei, which is just like. Yeah. What you, an incredible powerhouse duo that yeah. those two make. Yeah. And then Elle Woods also, this girl from California interacting with Southerners, it's it would be equally as hilarious. So, yeah, yeah I'm it, going with Elle Woods and Vinny. Yeah, my goodness. Dude, Elle Woods and then Marissa Tomei's character from My Cousin Vinny, just the most incredible power duo I've ever heard of in my life. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number six, it starts uh, a bit of a trend with a few of my – a few of my picks in my top six and where uh, there's one character that I just kind of want to be punished uh, because I don't like them. And so I'm swapping Mark Watney, Mark Watney from the Martian with Joffrey Baratheon from game of Thrones. Okay. So my thought process makes sense now. Yeah. I was so confused why you put this on your list. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the thought process here, Mark Watney, intelligent guy, level headed guy, seems like a good dude would make a good king yeah I there'd think. be no war I think he, I, yeah i think he would be make a very good king joffrey baratheon on the other hand would die so fast on mars oh yeah he would die alone and it would be really he satisfying to see he, he doesn't know what science is no he would that's know like half literally of, anything <laughs> that's 99.9 percent of the reason why mark why do you survive yeah I think you even you give him all the resources Mark Watney had. Okay, give him yep. all the NASA stuff that was up there, and he's still dying so so incredibly fast, and and he deserves it because he's a little rat bag. I was so confused by this because you we both love yeah. The Martian, and I was like, why mm. is he switching Mark Watney and Joffrey Baratheon? And I was gonna wait because I thought you like made a mistake, and you like put the no. wrong person down. But okay, no, there's lots of lots of thought. Uh, that went behind that one. Okay. Um, okay. My number five. Now you're going to, you're just going to have to stick with me on this. This is a very silly pick. It is very okay. silly. It's two detectives. So I want to switch two detectives. I'm going with Scooby-Doo and Benoit Blanc from Knives Out. Okay. Just because. Just because I would like to see Scooby Doo, it is a very hilarious character for me. And I'm this is the cartoon version, not the live action. Yes, version. of course, right. Yeah. Um, I would really love to see Scooby Doo interact with all of the characters from both Knives Out One and Two, and then Benoit Blanc. I'm assuming he would become 
best friends with Shaggy and just be a stoner and kind of like it's That's more cool. of a relaxing solving crime for him because they're very easy crimes to solve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I would love it. to. I was. Yeah. I was confused. I was pretty confused about that one, but now I'm like, I knew they were both detectives. And so that made sense. Right. Um, also, this would give Lakeith Stanfield's character room to shine and help with the whole crime solving process, I think. Yeah. And I'm picturing Scooby acting like Benoit Blanc with the worst Southern mm-hmm. accent of all time. Like wearing yeah. exactly yeah. what he would wear with like a cigar, but it's really a Scooby snack. Yeah, can I yeah. get an impression, please, of, of Scooby Doo <laughs> as Benoit Blanc? <laughs> please try it. I don't know. Like, what's something that Benoit Blanc says? I'm trying to think. Uh, all I can really do is the Roro. I'm just not that good. I don't do a good, great okay. Scooby Doo impression. I, I appreciate you trying, at least. We can ask our um, guest who's coming on. She loves, well, she likes the live action version of Scooby Doo. We can okay. maybe ask her to do an impression. Yeah. Okay, good. I like that. Um, all right, my number five, uh, I'm swapping John Wick and Harry Potter. <laughs> and so the the driving force behind this one <laughs> is John Wick would make such quick work of the Death Eaters, dude. They he would, would murder would Malfoy. So fast. In the so first fast. movie. <laughs> so fast. They'd be All of the Death Eaters would be done for. They don't know how to fight against John Wick with a gun. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They have no. They've never prepared for that in their lives. Also, Harry would he die would just, so fast in John Wick, in the John Wick universe. Maybe, I'm assuming he has magic, though. You know what I mean? Even with so, magic, like, <laughs> maybe. So the the difference is, Harry Potter grew up in the Muggle world. He's going to be more familiar with how things work. These Tom Riddle and these other Death Eaters. They don't know anything about guns. They don't know anything about the muggle world. They're not going to know how to fight against John Wick. Harry Potter is going to have a decent idea of what's going on. And so he's going to be able to, A, train himself. He's a quick learner. We know that. And, B, he's got magic on top of, on top of like, a base understanding of what how muggles fight each other. I think he's going to be fine. <laughs> but, listen, honestly, Harry Potter was just kind of a throwaway here. Not as concerned about how he operates in the John Wick world. I am very into the idea of John Wick being dropped into the wizarding world. John Wick would murder Snape before he realized Snape was actually helping him out. Probably. <laughs> but it wouldn't even matter. I don't know that he would even need to get there. Like, I think he would just end the whole Voldemort thing so quickly that none of that other stuff would even need to happen. And it would be awesome. Are you kidding me? Watching a firefight with, like, Voldemort casting these slow spells, trying to hit him with a Vada Kedavra, and John Wick just, like, somersaulting out of the way and shooting him right in the forehead and ending it, and it's done? Incredible content. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Um, okay, my number four. This is my Ted Lasso switch, and I'm just going on pure vibes. Both of these characters are just the most wholesome characters of all time. I'm switching Ted Lasso mm-hmm. with Paddington. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just going on vibes. Just going on, you know, just want to be friends with everybody. Just wants everybody to mm-hmm. love each other kind of thing. Um, Paddington, obviously he would, most of his success would come from failing. Cause he usually like trips over himself and then solves the crime or something like that is basically how it works. Right, right, right. Um, 
but yeah, and then Ted Lasso just he's still in London, still interacting with with English people and not knowing anything about their culture. So same comedy, just minus the soccer. Yeah, fun fish out of water. Uh, and Paddington English probably knows a lot about soccer. Well, we'll technically, we'll make a much. He is not English. He's from South America. Okay, because that's where he grew up. Real, Remember, I haven't he... seen the Paddington movies. You haven't seen the Paddington movies? No. Oh yeah, you got it. So he has an English accent because an English uh, mm. traveler traveled to South America and taught his grandma and grandpa bear, or maybe it was aunt and uncle, how to speak. So they speak in an English okay. accent, and that's why he has an English accent. Gotcha. Either way, he's going to be familiar with soccer much more so than Ted Lasso. Yeah. So we even get a, a semi-spoiler alert, season three, episode one. We get a Paddington reference that he's, he is plugged into the English Premier League and making predictions. Wait, we do? Yeah, I remember they're doing the, the drills and said even Paddington Bear predicted us to go 20th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's, yeah. Um, okay, my number four, it's another kind of want to punish someone. Um, so I'm swapping Woody from Toy Story with Cameron Poe from Con Air. So the thought here, Cameron Poe, a good leader, solid leader, much better leader than Woody. And I think that's what these toys need is one solid leader that they can all agree on. Cameron Poe could be that. Woody deserves to be in prison. <laughs> Are we changing their <laughs> dimensions? Or are they the same size? Mm, I think we, for the sake of the story, Cameron Poe needs to be a toy version of himself. Okay. Um, Woody, I don't care, because he's just going to rot in jail. Well, no, he, he eventually saves the day. No, he's not saving the day this time. There's no way Woody is going to be able to save the day the way Cameron Poe did. He's going to try, and he's going to fail miserably. <laughs> So he's going to be wrong. He's going to be imprisoned for a long time. He's going to get a shred of hope on this airplane. And then like Steve Buscemi is going to kill him. <laughs> you hate Woody, which is man. what he deserves. I hate Woody. Woody sucks. He redeemed he himself, though. I feel like he redeems mm, don't himself. Care. Don't care. Woody sucks. <laughs> Every time he redeems himself in the next movie, he shows up and is a turd again for a little bit until he has to redeem himself all over again. I'm tired of giving this guy chances. He deserves to be in prison. Hot take. <laughs> Discord, respond. Should Woody be in prison? Absolutely. I want to know. I want to know who agrees with this take. Um, okay, this is... I'm, I'm not really punishing someone, but I guess it would be punishment at some point. This is just a funny image to me. I'm switching to drummers. I'm switching Animal from the Muppets with Andrew Neiman from Whiplash, the Miles Teller character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, gosh, Animal fighting back against J.K. Simmons. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't awesome. take any crap from J.K. Simmons. He would attack him, but he would just go nuts on the drum. Um, and then Andrew Neiman, like that whole band would just be like, hey, man, chill out. We're just jamming. Like... <laughs> Like he would get like so into it, um, but yeah, animal in the movie Whiplash is just a hilarious image to me, especially that last scene, yeah, where they're just going yeah. back and forth from J.K. Simmons to Andrew Drumming, but it's it's just animal from the Muppets, so his hands are just like flying everywhere, <laughs> but it sounds right. <laughs> the idea of J.K. Simmons like yelling and cussing out a Muppet is very very funny. I'm very into it's hilarious. It. 
anyone cussing a Muppet is just hilarious to me. It's on it's par with children it's cussing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny. Uh, okay. My, my number three, I'm swapping a couple duos because I want to see how they would succeed in the other person's world. Swapping Maverick and Goose from Top Gun with Han and Chewie from Star Wars. Damn. This makes a lot of sense, I feel like. So Chewie's going to die? No, he doesn't have to go do everything that happens to Goose. He doesn't have to, okay? Um, I, I, one, I want to see Han and Chewie in a dogfight in a fighter jet. We've seen them okay. do it in the Millennium Falcon. I want to see how they do it in a fighter jet. Would be a tight squeeze for Chewie. They would have to make some modifications. I'm sure they can figure that out. Not worried about it. Um, two, I want to see Maverick and Goose do the Kessel Run. Okay. Can you imagine if Han and Chewie... Got that good of a time in the Kessel Run? How freaking good of a time do you think Maverick and Goose would get? Really? I mean, they get so a really fast. good time. Yeah. They'd get an incredible time. They'd do it so much faster. Um, also, I feel like uh, I feel like Maverick and Goose would be much more like willing uh, to join the the revolution than... Because, I mean, Han and Chewie were, were, were reluctant for a hot minute until they fully dived in. I think, I think Maverick and Goose are there from day one helping this thing from the ground up. Yeah. The only problem is they're gonna do that. Uh, what do they call the flyby thing in Top Gun? Yeah, uh, something like approaching the deck or something like that. If yeah. they do that in the Millennium Falcon, they're just ripping that building in half because that thing's so big and fast. <laughs> I assume in I assume that Maverick and Goose are now flying the Millennium Falcon, and Han and Chewie are flying jets. Right? Did I say? I didn't assume. I say Maverick and Goose? In the Millennium Falcon? Uh, I thought, uh, I thought they would just meant, be doing uh, the no. same thing. They would be approaching the deck oh, yeah. but in the Star Maverick Wars. Maverick and Goose are in space, though. Maverick right. and Goose are in space now. So They have yeah, to go but, down yeah, I, to I, a I world at, at some point. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty... Honestly, awesome. It would be awesome. I would love to see it. It would be very good. <laughs> um, okay. My number two, I'm just switching two big funny guys. So I'm switching mm. Shrek from Shrek and Fezzik from the princess bride. Hmm. Yeah. Similar watching vibes, watching well, Fezzik. No, not similar vibes. Fezzik is yeah, much Shrek's happier a, than Shrek, but I do get what you're it, saying. Yeah. Watching Fezzik interact with donkey would be hilarious. Um, mm -hmm. it would just be funny. And all the other, uh, fairy tale creatures. And then Shrek, um, would at some point throw, um, the whatever the inconceivable guy over the boat at yeah. some point and you don't yeah. have to deal with him anymore um and it would just be hilarious seeing him fight uh um whatever uh that guy's name dread pirate roberts yeah wesley um can i get can i get just can you do me real quick favor can i get shrek saying anybody want a peanut i can't do a scottish accent I like literally Come cannot. On. I can't. I don't even know like how to start a Scottish accent. All right. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> that was Fezzik. That was pretty yeah. good. That was a good Fezzik. I can't. Can you, I can't okay, do well a then, Scottish accent. In that case, can I get Fezzik saying uh, ogres have layers? Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> yeah, it's just like a deep That's voice, right? It's just ogres have layers. I don't know. He has like it's a fine. French accent. It's fine. Kind of. Okay. I've heard worse. I've heard worse. It's fine. Not bad. Uh, okay. My, <laughs> <He> <laughs> sorry. Has not my great number content. two. 
I honestly, I think it's incredible content. My number two is my last, like, I kind of want to punish this character by putting him in a bad situation. I'm swapping Marianne from Gilligan's Island uh, with Rory Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. I don't know these characters. Marianne, it, Marianne is kind and sweet and helpful, um, and she deserves to grow up in a nice place like Stars Hollow, surrounded by nice people. Uh, and have a cool mom and get a nice boyfriend and go to school and everything would be great. Uh, Rory Gilmore should be isolated on a desert island away from society because she's a terrible person. I have nothing to add to this. I've never seen That's any, fine. You don't have to. I, this, is, this is straightforward for me. Marianne, great, deserves a better life than being uh, stranded on a deserted island, which you know the plot of Gilligan's Island. Right. Yeah, they're on an island at least, and they can't get off. That's just basically it. They were going on a tour. They get stranded on a desert island. It's a, a three-hour tour. People existing together. Yeah, a bunch of quirky. I know the theme song. Existing together on this island. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I only know it because um, of everybody wants some. Right. Uh, Marianne's great though. Everybody loves Marianne. I think she deserves happiness and to to be a part of society again. Rory should be a, as far away from people as possible. Have you seen Gilligan's Island? You've watched that? Mm-hmm. Not all of it, but I've seen quite a bit of it. It was one of my grandpa's favorite shows. Interesting. Watched quite a bit of Gilligan's Island. It's, it's like you I and mean, my it's dad. Been a long time. I haven't, I haven't watched it since I, I was a kid. Seen it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so I don't remember like a lot of specific like things that happened in episodes, but I remember the characters fairly well. Nice. Um, okay, look. This is my number one, and you're going to accuse me of pandering. But I've mm-hmm. thought this out, and this would be the most hilarious, silly crossover of any of the characters I have. Maybe it's Animal both. from it's, the... it's both pandering and also funny and interesting, so I'm okay. Which is why it's why it's my number one. Yeah. Also, you know, our guest does not, you know, have a copyright on Austin Powers. So I'm going with Austin Powers and James Bond, and I'm just switching them up. Just straight up switch. They act exactly the same, but the movies are exactly the same they don't change one bit it makes sense it works does awesome powers get sued for sexual harassment possibly yes. in the real world well james james Wan should too probably to be perfectly honest well so i'm I'm, I'm assuming this is daniel craig who is the least problematic james bond yeah that's true that's a good point he would uh, but yeah. i think you just let let him have a good time and uh as austin powers and he's doing great yeah it'd be hilarious okay my number one um really more than anything i i just want them to swap names uh more than anything um so i'm swapping batman and daredevil um so i mean we know daredevil's deaf correct yes Uh, no he's blind daredevil's that's what i meant sorry sorry Uh, that's what i meant he's blind uh bats also blind use echolocation to get around and to see uh much like daredevil does honestly his his ability is very similar to echolocation except instead of like because like he uses sound and it bounces off of things so really he should be batman um and then batman like he's just like a rich guy that goes out and fights crime and gets himself into crazy situations for thrills much like a daredevil would Okay, so, so you're not switching Batman and Daredevil. You're switching Bruce Wayne. They certainly and can. You're switching Matt Bruce Murdoch. Wayne and whatever Daredevils. I don't know Daredevils, like, alter ego name. Uh, you're Matt just Murdoch. switching those, and then they're assuming 
the guy who is Daredevil is now Batman. The guy who is Bruce Wayne is now Daredevil. You're like ha- switching honest, the universes. How, however you want to do it, as long as the blind superhero ends up with the name Batman and the guy who goes out and fights crime because it gives him a thrill and he likes doing it ends up with the name Daredevil, that, that's all I care about. Okay. So however you want that to happen, I'm yeah. fine with I'm fine yeah. with any I'm fine with any option as long as the blind guy is Batman, the other guy is Daredevil. That's all I care so about. So you don't even want him to so switch universes. Sense. You just want him to switch names. Honestly, yes. I I just want them to switch names. The name makes so much more sense for the blind superhero. It makes so much more sense. But, That's but literally Bruce Wayne how is he sees bats, things around man. him. Bruce Wayne is scared <laughs> yeah, of that. Stupid. Stupid. I'm sorry. It's stupid. It's how he confronts uh, his fears, man. It's literally like echolocation is actually how Daredevil freaking sees. That's why he's like, you see this thing where he says he can see better in the rain because like the noise of the rain hitting things gives him the outline of stuff. Um, so it just makes too much sense for him to be named Batman. And obviously you want the switch of the Ben Affleck Daredevil and the Ben Affleck Batman. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. He's played both. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now I'm sticking with that. Now that you said that, I that's that is exactly what my intent was with the pick. And if Mackenzie asks, that's what I'm going to say because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking uh, of Mackenzie, nice. let's take a break. Let's get her in here. Hello, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with me and Ty as we. Uh, rank characters we want to see swap places Uh, this one was a weird idea that we stole off tiktok which is kind of becoming uh, a theme around here so it's just stealing ideas off of tiktok Uh, and we thought it was a weird and funny enough idea that we could make a semi-chaotic pretty funny episode out of it so i hope you guys are enjoying it we're going to be joined here in a second by our friend Mackenzie. she's the host of the austin danger podcast with our good friend kev who you surely know um, Austin Nature Podcast is lovely and so good. Please, please go listen to it. Um, they're so good together and so funny together and so interesting that I know that you're just going to love it. Um, wanted to let you guys know about next week's episode. Uh, we it, It's a bracket episode. We're kind of doing our, our monthly wild card episode. Uh, and so with March Madness starting, we thought it would be fun to do a March Madness bracket. And so the way that we're doing this is we had one of our listeners, shout out Ryan Yeager, kind of make a bracket for us of fictional basketball players. So basketball players that have appeared in TV or movies or whatever. Um, He made a bracket, and so we're going to go through it and pretend that they're playing one-on-one until we get to the very end and finally have one winner of the best one-on-one fictional basketball player ever. We're going to be joined by a few friends of ours, and I think it's going to be super fun. I hope you guys are going to dig it and uh, help us kind of celebrate March Madness. Also, quick disclaimer for this episode. Um, seems like every Thursday, which is our recording day, we have a bad storm hit <laughs> in North Texas. Uh, and so my internet drops out about 30 minutes in. I think we got through most of the episode. We got through our lists and the judging portion and uh, our judge McKenzie had read her lists out and we we're having a lot of fun with that. Uh, and then I just cut out. So Ty and McKenzie finished the episode without me. So just don't don't be alarmed when I just disappear. Sorry about that. Um, thanks. Back to the episode. 
We are back with this week's special guest judge. She is one half of the Austin Danger podcast. It's our good friend Mackenzie. Mackenzie, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing it's, good. It's been a Watching minute. Watching some, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. We, the last time we recorded, I was watching the World Series and I'm currently watching uh, the NCAA tournament right now while we're recording. So. <laughs> I'll see you, uh, see you during the all-star break. Maybe we could record during, uh, during the summer. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I do have something I wanted to tell you because not a lot of people know this, but and it's very special to, I think, you and all of your listeners. So I'm like... Two and a half years late, but as of two weeks ago, I hopped on the Ted Lasso. Oh, there you and go. And I want yes. I've been I, <laughs> and I've caught up completely. Rachel and I were like, "Why not? Let's just do it." And we watched all of the first two seasons in like a week. And uh, I I've not told many people, but I am officially Ted Lasso head. I'm a Ted Becca shipper. I'm my brain is is absorbed by this show now. Yeah. Did That's just, the best news I've ever just heard. Weep tears of happiness. <laughs> as soon as I hopped on, I was like, I gotta tell the guys I'm into Ted Lasso oh now because I saw he makes an appearance on a lot of these lists. So I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta mention him. How how much was that due to Kev, who just recently hopped on the Ted Lasso train? Also, how much was what? Because Kev just recently hopped on the Ted Lasso train. We haven't talked about it. We were thinking about maybe talking about it on ADP or maybe at the end of the third season, we'll do some sort of like, let's talk about the third season of Ted Lasso maybe. But uh, yeah, we're both, we're both latecomers, but I think we both like it. Cause I told Kev I was watching and he freaked out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that we both are really, really into it. Because yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's ask, I don't ask these things very often because I don't like to impose on people. Please God, if you do a Ted Lasso <laughs> episode, okay. let me be on it. I'm, I'm truly begging. <laughs> yes, we should we should have a crossover that's us talking about Ted Lasso please, season three. Please God, me and Ty really desperately need to be on the Ted Lasso episode of Austin Danger podcast. Begging you, <laughs> I'll I'll send the <laughs> let me. Oh my gosh, let me see if there's connections because surely there is, and then I will message Kev after this. It'll be great. Perfect. Yeah, there's gotta be. There's gotta be. Yeah. I'm sure like the guy who plays Rupert had to have been like. A minor, minor bad guy henchman at some point, right? He's just oh, got bad guy that. face. Maybe. I don't think he is. I do love him in Buffy. He is Rupert and Buffy, or Rupert Giles. He plays two, yeah. multiple Ruperts. Uh, he's he's Giles and Buffy, who that's where I mostly know him from. But yeah, he's definitely got Rupert face. He looks like a Rupert more than anybody I've ever seen. So it makes he's sense. he's gotta always be Rupert, like constant Rupert. <laughs> do you think he sense. only goes out for roles that are named Rupert? If he sees a role that is not Rupert, he throws it right in the trash. Yes, He's he like, get out of here. I oh, gotta be Rupert. Scorsese wants me to be in his movie? Oh, character's not named Rupert. I'm out. Uh, the character is James. Gotta be in. Absolutely no, no. I love this idea. Um, okay, Mackenzie, I say let's just get into it. I am kind of in a foot race with a storm at the moment, trying to trying to get this episode yes. recorded before Hale shows up and... Uh, destroys my internet and my home so <laughs> i don't uh I'll, I'll give a give a quick rundown of how the show works we i'm going to read these lists out to you labeled list a and list b uh anonymously so that you hopefully don't know whose list is whose 
uh, and then Ty and I are going to shut up, and you mm-hmm. get to talk about our list. You can go through pick by pick and talk about things that you don't like or don't like. You can give sweeping generalizations. You can just pick out the ones that you especially liked or didn't like. Um, really doesn't matter. All you do have to do is pick a winner. It does have to be one of our lists, and it can be based on literally any criteria that you feel like using. Um, so we'll we'll get through that. You'll pick a winner. I've got a, I I think. Did you bring your own list? Uh, if you didn't, that's okay. But if you did, that's great. I have a really, I have a really terrible list that I intentionally hey, well, made. Welcome very to every bad. episode of the uh, show. So We've never uh, I do have a, a list, list before, so it's totally fine. You're, yeah, we were like, for some reason, both of us were in a very silly mood when we made these lists, and they're not they're not the best. Yeah. No, I love them. Uh, yeah, so I do have a list. It is so, ha- it is like Frankenstein. It is so haphazardly put together. It is, uh, but it is there and it exists. You are among friends here because that's how we, that's how we did our list as well. So no problem there. Um, I've got a couple emails from some <laughs> listeners to read and then we will skedaddle. So if there are no further questions, comments, concerns, why don't I go ahead and read these out? Okay. Yeah, let's, let's go for it. it. List A, the honorable mentions the theme is Fast and the Furious characters swapped with Lord of the Rings characters. Uh, Swapped Roman Pierce and Gimli, Brian O'Connor and Legolas, and Dominic Toretto and Aragorn. Number 10, we're swapping Wooderson from Days and Confused with the dude from The Big Lebowski. Nine is Chip Hazard and Archer from Small Soldiers and Woody and Buzz from Toy Story. Number 8, we're swapping Speed Racer and Maverick from Top Gun. Seven is Rick O'Connell from The Mummy, swapped with Indiana Jones. Six is L. Woods from Legally Blonde, swapped with Vinny from My Cousin Vinny. Five is Scooby-Doo and Benoit Blanc from Knives Out. Four is Paddington Bear and Ted Lasso. Three is Animal from The Muppets and Andrew Neiman from Whiplash. Two is Shrek and Fezzik from The Princess Bride. And number one is Austin Powers, swapped with James Bond. List B, the honorable mentions, the theme is Ted Lasso. We're swapping Ted Lasso with a different character. The first one is Ted Lasso and Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Next one is Ted Lasso and Yoda from Star Wars. And finally, Ted Lasso swapped with Dumbledore from Harry Potter. Number 10 is Captain America swapped with Lieutenant Aldo Rain from The Inglorious Bastards. Number 9 is Optimus Prime from Transformers swapped with Dom Toretto and his Charger from Fast and Furious. Eight is Edward from Twilight and Viago from What We Do in the Shadows. Number seven is swapping Tarzan with Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Six is Mark Watney from The Martian swapped with Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Five is John Wick swapped with Harry Potter. Four is Woody from Toy Story swapped with Cameron Poe from Con Air. Three is Maverick and Goose from Top Gun swapped with Han and Chewie from Star Wars. Two is Marianne from <coughs> Gilligan's Island swapped with Rory Gilmore from Gilmore Girls. And finally, we're swapping Batman and Daredevil. Mackenzie, you have the floor. Here I am. Uh, yeah, I think that I was thinking about what I wanted to say, and I think that mostly I want to just highlight, because I think that both of these lists are very fun. The The theme is, like, so unique <laughs> of what these, when I first, when you first sent me the theme, I was like, what even are you supposed to do with this? <laughs> um, and so I mostly want to highlight, because I feel like my judging criteria was genuinely, like, what gave me the most delight imagining in my mind's eye what the swap would look like? So I want to sort of go through my, at least my favorites from each list. 
Starting with list A, I felt some pandering here because there's a lot of characters that I personally love. Uh, Austin Powers and James Bond, obviously, is like the iconic. It was the first one that came to my mind as well because, you know, Austin Powers is James Bond. And then there's this great Patrick Willems video I've referenced on ADP about nostalgia's sort of circle that it makes and how like the plot from Goldmember is basically in a new Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond movie. So now it's just folding in on itself. Uh, and really I feel like Austin going to a James Bond movie would just make it into an Austin movie. (laughs) But imagining James Bond trying to deal with Dr. Evil is very funny to me. Um, I, I think my favorite on list a is animal and Andrew. And it's truly because Less imagining, like, Andrew Neiman going into the Muppets verse, but imagining Animal, like, imagining J.K. Simmons trying to deal with Animal is, like, genuinely the funniest thing I've ever thought of. (laughs) And it then made me think, like, man, do I need J.K. Simmons as the one human in a Muppet movie? Mm -hmm. And the answer is, yes, absolutely, I need that. Um, And then I think my other favorite for list A was was Scooby-Doo and Buena Blanc. Uh, And again, less for Benoit. I always say his name wrong. Going to Scooby-Doo world, but more imagining Scooby-Doo like in Knives Out made me laugh. And there is a line about a bathroom from Knives Out 1 I will not say uh, to keep it family friendly. But imagining Scooby-Doo saying that line made me laugh for like 20 minutes earlier. Um uh, or just like, I don't know, like Scooby-Doo doing like a Yosemite, like a foghorn leghorn accident. Like, wow, I don't even know. It would be completely incomprehensible and it would be really, really good. Um, but lots of other great characters I love on this list. I love the, the, the swap of the lawyers. I can see the like logic behind that. And, uh, and the, you know, the, the chill, the chill men uh, swap at the bottom, the Big Lebowski, another movie I love. Um and I've not seen The Fast and the Furious, but I know enough about it to think that I like the honorable mentions as well. So good list. And then list B, I also really enjoyed. Um, I think some of my favorite, these have less, this list had less characters that I recognized mm-hmm. because I haven't seen Friday Night Lights. I know, I know. Oh uh, and I've not seen Gilligan's Island. It's like a huge crime that I haven't seen Friday Night Lights, truly. Especially on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why I was like, I gotta watch Ted Lasso, so I have something. And uh, <laughs> so now, now I'm I'm up to snuff. I'm up to snuff. Um, but I think honestly, my favorite my favorite on this list was Edward and Viago, um, because I just imagining Viago doing the like, say it, <laughs> I know what you are, say it line. I think would have been so funny. Uh, like I just feel like I also think Taika is really funny in that role. Um, and so that was my favorite on that line. That, that this list, that's what made me laugh a lot. Um, I also thought the inclusion of Cameron Poe was so funny. Uh, I thought I was misreading Poe Dameron because he's, you know, a bigger character. But I went, oh, God, no, that's Nick Cage. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Imagining Woody stuck on a plane full of convicts like Steve Buscemi looking like Hannibal Lecter and then Woody having to deal with that. Uh, that did make me laugh a lot. Uh, and I think my other favorite from this list. Sorry. I have, it's very small on my thing. I think my other favorite maybe was Captain America and Lieutenant Aldo Rain. Um, because I w- honestly would like to see Aldo interacting with, because he's Brad Pitt, right? He's Brad Pitt yeah. in that movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would love to see him interacting with the Avengers and just being like, well, let's go on get this Thanos, right? And like, and just like, I don't know. I just feel like watching Lieutenant Aldo try to, uh, that's like, most of these made me laugh imagining one, like one half of the duo in the other's world yeah. more than the other. Um, that's where most of these made me laugh. And also obviously loved the the Ted Lasso honorable mentions. Um. So yeah, I like these lists a lot. I thought they were really fun. Those were some of my favorites from each list. But I think at the end of the day, am I going too fast too? No, okay? you're great. I feel like it's last time you. I judged, I was. I feel like last time I judged, I was like we were talking for forever, and so I feel like it's too quick. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, my favorite, the one that like gave me the most glee, the one that had, I maybe it's a bit, a bit of a bias because it had the most characters I recognized. I think list A is my winner. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> oh, no. Fair. Oh, love it. Love it. That's fair. Um, I'm sure. There was, I mean, maybe the pandering worked because it was a lot of characters I knew and stuff. And and, and yeah, I, I honestly, the, I think Annabelle and Andrew was my favorite of both lists. And I think that might have been what tipped over the win. Yeah. Watching Animal, like if just imagine that last scene where it's going back <laughs> from, An- from Andrew to J.K. Simmons, but it's Animal instead just flailing about. While playing jazz drums. Incredible. Surely someone on Twitter can make that edit. Like, Please. surely. Sh- surely someone can do that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so there was a, a lot of thought that went into a lot of these lists that doesn't make sense unless you're able to talk about them. So our, can now mm-hmm. seems like the perfect time for you to go through. And if one was a little confusing or you just want to hear the thought process behind it, uh, now, now seems like a good time to go through those so we can kind of explain... Like, cause I know I have a lot on mine that surface level don't make sense because my uh, weird twisted reasoning went, went into it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I saw some of the logic between most of these, like obviously Austin and James is like the spies swapping or animal and Andrew is like the drummer swapping or Paddington and Ted Lasso or like the soft cuddly kind of feel good yeah. characters swapping. Like I feel like I, and like, and same with list B, I feel like, Maverick and Goose and Han and Chewie make total sense mm-hmm. to me. Um, you know, swapping superheroes makes sense to me. Uh, sw- I thought, I, oh, I forgot to call out Optimus Prime and Dom Toretto with a charger. Like, I feel like the fat, based on what I know about the Fast and the Furious series, they're like going to space. I feel like they're basically becoming Transformers. Oh, God, I hope. Um, yeah. So that did make me, <laughs> that I, that totally made sense to me. So I think that, the, okay, for each of you, I have one that I think was the most confusing on each list. Okay. And I'll start with list B since that was the one I didn't choose. Maybe this is because I don't understand who Tim Riggins is, but what is Tarzan and Tim Riggins? What is the logic? Because is he the main guy? Is he the coach? No, no. Tim, Tim Riggins you gotta is not the main You got to explain Tim guy. Riggins first. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. Tim Riggins Let me do a Google. Is, Let me do a Google. He's one. Taylor Hirsch. One, they sort of look like each other, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Okay, I see Taylor, it with Taylor the hair, Kitch, the long kind of greasy vibe. Taylor Kitsch could have probably played Tarzan at one point. Um, so the thought here is a uh, I think Tarzan would be an incredible football player. Um, he's just got <laughs> physical tools off the roof. He's fast. He's strong. He's agile. Uh, incredible hand-eye coordination. I want to see him play football. Um, Tim Riggins is. I think when we meet him, he's what a sophomore, junior in high school. Uh, he's not. Yeah. Not quite. Not quite a senior. Um, already an alcoholic. Uh, who drinks a lot of beer um, what oh, yeah. that was mid drinking of water there <laughs> it's like first episode he's drunk doing a tv interview yeah what and he's yeah. like a 16 year old yeah. 
Yeah. Is this Riverdale? What is going on? Texas, I mean, it's Texas, baby. This is Texas. <laughs> um, he he deals with a lot of nonsense from the people in his life, but he's one of those people who kind of just wants to be left alone. You know what I mean? Uh, and so mm-hmm. Tim Riggins, he he's uh, he ends up being a character that people love from the show. Uh, like he has a really kind of incredible arc throughout the entire show. Uh, I want the best for him, and I think his his happiest state would be kind of being left alone in the live in the woods to build himself a little cabin and just kind of exist without all the nonsense from the idiots that surround him all day. Um, the the hurdle would be that he really loves beer, but I think they have enough visitors that he could set something up with to get deliveries that he'd be fine. But yeah, that it, it was born from, I just want to see Tarzan play football real bad. I think. Oh, I thought of another one on your list. This uh-huh. is last. Uh, again, I've not seen the Martian, but I know he is the titular uh, Martian. Um, yeah. wh- why him and Joffrey? Because so, I I know enough about Joffrey. I was not a Game of Thrones person, but I know he's like a little impy, yeah, mean boy. Uh, so yeah. So this is the first of three <laughs> on my list. <laughs> yeah, this is the first of three on my list that were uh, rooted in the idea of punishing one character. Um, so Mark Watney, he his whole deal is he's an astronaut. He gets stranded on Mars. He survives by using uh, incredible like science ability and math and logic and uh, like he uh, what's it called the person that deals with plants that grows Bot- plants and botany. Botanist, botany. Thank yeah. you. He's a botanist by trade, and so he survives on Mars uh, by like growing potatoes in this. Uh, martian climate and he's kind and smart and like cool level-headed so i think you'd make a good king because joffrey is a king of westeros right uh on the flip side i want joffrey to die and isolated on mars because he's the worst character of all time and i despise him so he just deserves to be stranded on mars <laughs> i hate him god i hate him so you're you're like saving you're saving one character and damning another that is the correct. swap there correct it's the same logic he did that behind twice. On his I did list. it three times. Three times. Uh, Woody and Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe is a leader, and I think the toys in Toy Story need one solid leader instead of the like kind of fight for power. I think Cameron Poe could be that. Woody belongs in prison, um, so that's why I want him and Cameron Poe. As well. <laughs> oh my <laughs> so god! Woody, Woody is a. <laughs> I did not know you had these feelings. Woody is a psychopath who attempts to murder people kind of frequently, uh, so he deserves to be in prison. Uh, and that's oh my gosh <laughs> he's awful he tries to kill buzz so soon in toy story like very early on yeah he pushes um, them out of a window a two-story window and they're toys so yeah and like movie one uh and then the last last one kind of born from punishment is marianne and rory uh, marianne is are you familiar with gilligan's island at least like the basic premise behind it I know there's a dude, there's a goofy dude, there's yeah. a hot girl uh-huh. and a sweet girl. Yeah, Marianne is a sweet girl. Um, so she's sweet and she's kind and she's helpful and I think she deserves to live in a lovely place like Stars Hollow with like a cool mother and like cool friends surrounding her. And uh, Rory should be isolated from society and live on a desert island because she's awful. <laughs> Whoa! These I did not know you had these intense. I love how your your list is very about punishing certain just characters. those three. Just those three. Those are the only punishment <laughs> born ones. The other ones are pretty. Easy. Uh, Batman and Daredevil. I really just want them to swap names. 
because uh, it makes more sense for the blind superhero to be named Batman uh, and for the, th- oh. the thrill-seeking kind of psycho uh, character or hero to be named Daredevil. It just makes sense. I want them to swap names. And they're um, both the Ben like Affleck versions of each Because yeah, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't put that together until Ty mentioned it, but it's very funny, the idea of just the Ben, ben Affleck version swapping. Uh, John Wick and Harry Potter, that so that's funny. all born from, I want to see John Wick just eliminate Voldemort like 30 minutes into the first movie, because uh, none of them know how to fight Just with a gun. Him. He yeah. just has a gun. That's all we need. Yeah. It's just a good time. Uh, and then- my number 10, Captain America and Aldo Reign, their goal is the same, eliminating Nazis, right? Like fighting Nazis is their sure. their central goal. Uh, Captain America would be very uncomfortable surrounded by the Inglorious Bastards because he's kind of a little Boy Scout dork kid guy. Uh, so it would be very <laughs> funny watching him be very uncomfortable there. And Aldo Reign would be, bring incredible chaos to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I would love. Do you remember how shocked the Avengers were when Thor cut the head off Thanos? Now imagine them being that shocked when Alderaan cuts his head off and then proceeds to scalp him and save the scalp. (laughs) It would be weird. I love it. It's a thought process there. I think for list A, the the only one that I think I didn't super see the logic on, like I do like visually see the logic, but logistically I didn't see the logic on Shrek and Fezig. They're, I was curious. Is it just that they're both big dudes wearing vests? Yeah, they're both like big. They're both big. Oh, I didn't even put together the vest part, but yeah, they're. They both kind of have a similar outfit, don't they? Or no, yeah. maybe Fezzik isn't wearing a vest, but he has like a Shrek like shirt. Yeah. yeah, the kind of like cotton blend <laughs> that Shrek is wearing. Yeah, I think it would be hilarious to see Fezzik interact with Donkey. I think they would become best <laughs> friends immediately. Um, yes, and then Shrek would throw uh, the inconceivable guy over the boat. Um, like yes. immediately and it would solve about like 90 percent of the problems with the first like the problems <laughs> they run into in the first 30 minutes of the movie i love it yeah uh but yeah for the rest of that list i feel like i definitely saw the correlation between the characters in a way that made sense to me and then l woods and Vinny, obviously those are lawyers but also then l woods and marissa tomei would make the biggest power couple in movie history <sighs> i didn't even think about it that way and yeah. now i'm turning to dust <laughs> mind boy. And then Vinny and just interacting with Harvard people seems amazing. <laughs> Very good time. Uh, Mackenzie, you have your list? Oh, God, yes. It's the worst thing in the universe. <laughs> so um, I literally just wrote down, it was like stream of consciousness, improv, first BS that came to my mind. Perfect. My goal was to make duos that would be horrific if they were swapped <laughs> into each other's oh, worlds. I like, like this. As as bad as possible it was just the first things that came to my mind uh number 10 i was just watching monkey bone so i thought uh because i was listening to the blank check podcast about it and i was like i'll throw on this terrible movie and so my number 10 swap is mr roger though he is a real man there's like a fictionalized version of him uh mr roger and monkey bone i think would be uh maybe one of the worst swaps in the universe (laughs) (laughs) um monkey bone trying to educate the children on love and Compassion would not work at all. What what is this? I've never heard of Monkey Bone. Oh, Monkey Brendan Bone Fraser is, is in this. Oh, dude, even, yeah. even I've so seen it is, Monkey it Bone. It is a hit. I have not yeah, seen Monkey Bone. It is a Henry Selleck film from the late '90s, early 2000s, where it's Brendan Fraser is a comic artist who falls into a coma, and he has a kind of crude monkey character, kind of crude potty humor character that he draws who then comes to life in the afterworld and tries to steal his body basically and brennan fraser then has to 
sort of act as the crude potty humor monkey inside of his own body. Okay. It's a whole thing. They talked about it on the Blank Jack podcast. It's like a weird, like I've heard of it a million times, but I never sat to watch it. It's a Thursday afternoon. That's why I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he but basically just imagine like a very crude, like South Parky, gross out humor swipping with Mr. Roger. Um, okay. Really the worst. Number nine, I wrote the Three Stooges, but specifically the really bad 2012 reboot version, swapping with the dads from Mamma Mia. <laughs> so, um, again, just like would be bad all around, I think. Oh god. Um this is maybe my new favorite. I edited it as we were talking and I think it might it, it ideally is it's my incredible. in my brain number 1. Um but Lydia Tarr and Ted Lasso <laughs> I think would be um one of the worst swaps in the world. Can you imagine Lydia Tarr with that sport with that soccer team? That would be the worst thing in the world. Um <laughs> My number seven is Shrek and Austin Powers. I'm swapping Mike Myers' okay. roles, yeah. imagining Shrek in an Austin Powers movie, as well as Austin trying to make it through Shrek. Yeah, um, that's very good. This I've just neither I've seen neither of these movies, but I've swapped them anyway. Uh, Cheech and Chong swapped with Freddy and Jason from that one movie where they fight each other. What? So it's what? like. <laughs> Oh, no, I was really bad at this. I just thought like it'd be funny if Freddie and Jason were just getting high together, and then Cheech and Chong are having a battle across New I, York City together. That's my favorite hell? one they so go, far. They go to hell together. I don't know. They do go to hell at one point. Yeah. So like that's that's. I just was like, who? I don't. Again, this is so silly. My number five is Buffy the Vampire Slayer swapping with 2005 Pride and Prejudice's Leslie Bennett. <laughs> What? I don't I don't I don't even know if I have an explanation for that. One. <laughs> the next one is worse. The next one number 4 is Scooby Doo and the Eraserhead Baby. Oh my god. I don't know god. why I quit that. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they oh. get worse from here, I think. Is this the live action Scooby Doo, I'm assuming? Uh sure, why not? <laughs> Oh my god! It's I just was like, "Who can I swap the Eraserhead baby with?" I just want to swap the Eraserhead baby with everybody. The cut, um, like, if you, I, I would love someone to edit that also, where they look in disgust at the baby, and then they just cut to it, and it's just like Roro. It's like Roro, I am sick. <laughs> or it's like I don't even know. I'm trying to remember. It's like when Scooby is in costume as a ma- as a grandma, but it's the Eraserhead baby instead trying to sneak onto a plane. It really any- you swap anything with the horrific Eraserhead baby, and it's it's better. Um, number three is Spice Girls as they appear in Spice World, the film, the greatest film of all time. Swapping with the Avengers, I want every okay. Avengers movie to now star the Spice Girls. <laughs> Um, but like the core five Avengers, you know, like the, right, the yeah. OG Avengers are good. all Spice Girls now. Who would be, who's the leader of the Spice Girls? Like who would be the Iron I, Man of the Spice Girls? I feel like G- Ginger Spice is probably Iron Man because okay. she's like, they're not, there's no leader, but I feel like she's the de facto leader because she's the one who went solo and then never came back to the group. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so I feel like Ginger and then maybe like. Who would oh, be geez. Captain America? Like who's the good Hmm. I feel like Sporty Spice, maybe, Captain okay. America. I mean, she was my favorite when I was growing up, so maybe yeah. that's me. And then I feel like maybe Black Widow is like Posh Spice. Hulk is probably Scary Spice. I don't know. <laughs> Makes sense. That doesn't really make any sense. If anything, like, I feel like the Red Hulk, when he's unhulked, is very Baby Spice. Yeah. <laughs> like, so then um, and then, who's, and then Thor would be Scary Spice. There we okay. go. Okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just, I just, 
Yeah, Spice Girls. Number two is Paddington in every iteration of Batman. <laughs> um, just every, I don't know. I just wrote Batman any iteration, any or all. Um, though I do think the Nolan ones would be like funny because it's like Paddington in a gritty Batman iteration. And I like to imagine him with the cowl. I also think that Paddington in Batman and Robin would also be funny. Mm. Um, so just I just mostly want Paddington in a Batman suit, really. Yeah. If he's going to uh, be in a Batman suit, I want him to be in the bat nipples Batman suit. The, yeah. we Paddington <laughs> needs the bat nipples. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and my number again. This is the worst. I I intentionally made the worst list I possibly could. My number one, which is just that made me giggle the most, is Roger Rabbit as he appears in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, swapped with Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator, nineteen eighty four. Mostly just imagining Roger as the Terminator. <laughs> Like arriving fully nude and then going on a spree to kill people. Um, I just think that'd be really funny. Uh, like like the Terminator doing like acne, like pulling a giant hammer out to try to kill Sarah Connor. Like that's kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's my list. I intentionally made the worst list I possibly could. Uh, so that's, that's that's mine. I love it. It's incredible. And I that's love the most it. ridiculous list we've ever gotten on this show. <laughs> I literally was like, I cannot think of a single good one. So then when I got your lists, I felt like a dummy. I was like, oh, they actually thought of good of good ones. So I'm just going to make the worst ones like ever I could think of. So I, I still yeah. can't stop imagining the eraser head baby as Scooby. <laughs> I just think that if you put that horrific little child in anything, it would be funny. God. Oh my gosh. Oh, that, has, that has to be the most like, off the walls chaotic list we've ever gotten on this show i love it that's yeah. that's what i'm here for i'm here to bring the chaos <laughs> yeah no congratulations on that okay well danny's frozen uh so we will continue we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to some emails we'll that truck was, along that was a great list uh, that was a perfect list i can't believe that <laughs> um thank you our first email is from our good friend pat um pat says hi everybody congrats on the launch of the patreon uh, been a while since I wrote in. I'm still getting used to the new competitive vibe that the rankings are rocking these days now that there are real stakes to every judge's decision. decision. Mackenzie, are you ready for this pressure? Were you ready for the pressure? <laughs> I, 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 well, I was aware that you all are, yeah, like counting them now. Um, and so I was like, I'm so, what did my vote put your numbers at? Do you know? Um, I think I'm in the lead right now. Okay. Like I was very curious. I was like, am I going to put someone in the lead? Am I going to tie it up? I was kind of thinking like what, what my choice would be. Because I think last time I judged, I could kind of tell whose was whose. But I didn't really didn't know whose was whose this time. Yeah. Um, I think you put me in the lead, um, I believe. Um, <gasps> Ooh. But here we go. We'll get to his honorable mentions. Uh, Jonathan Demme's uh, Silence of the Lambs featured a frightening serial killer in Buffalo Bill. Uh, but we're going to mix things up a bit and swap him with kindred spirit killer Bob from Twin Peaks. Um, mm. I don't know Twin Peaks. I've never seen Twin Peaks. Uh, Pat actually gave, sent us his first email. He talked about Twin Peaks, and I thought he was talking about the restaurant, um, not the <laughs> show. <laughs> isn't that like like kind of Hooters adjacent? Yeah. Like, isn't the Twin Peaks uh, the Twin Peaks being you know right. wink wink? Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I saw like an ad for that once, and I was like, is this just lumberjack Hooters? Yeah, that's a, yeah. You just summed it up. That's what it is. I mean, that's sort of interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Um. Okay. Uh. Number two, turning our attention to more hapless criminals. We're swapping ineptitude for ineptitude for ineptitude. 
Uh, Steve Buscemi's Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs will trade places with the equally hapless William Hastings from Twin Peaks The Return. Okay, I'm starting to get a theme here. A lot of Twin Peaks. Also, Pat, I know Danny was supposed to read these, but these are very big words for me to read uh, right off the bat. Um, (laughs) Number three, uh, nobody in Twin Peaks will be able to make sense out of the log lady's gnomic utterances, but they all know there's something going on in there. Catherine Coulson's mysterious character will be the new divination teacher at Hogwarts when she Mm. swaps roles with Sybil Trelawney. Now Sybil will be safe from Voldemort forever. That seems like a good one. You reacted yeah, like that's log- a good swap. <laughs> yes, the log lady's great. Catherine Coulson is a as, as someone who once maybe still does have a Lynch podcast. She's one of his like original collaborators all the way back to the Eraserhead days, uh, and she's my favorite character on Twin Peaks. The the log lady is very. She just kind of says mystically vague things. Nice. Uh, so she yeah she would definitely be a great divination teacher. Nice. Um, now onto his top ten. His number ten. Our first swap finds cynical sawmill manager Catherine Martell, uh, Piper Laurie, swapping places with all-American mom Margaret White from Carrie. Interesting. Uh, so are these all Twin Peaks themed? I, I guess. guess. I, I didn't and know. Is, is you Catherine... are the total wrong audience for this. <laughs> is Catherine Martell so Twin Peaks? <laughs> Catherine Martell, she's sort of, yeah, she's kind of like a boss lady um, hotel manager who is like having an affair. Her husband's having an affair. Uh yeah, she's, she's kind of bald. I'll give you the context on the, on the Twin Peaks characters. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maggie's going to be a great business leader, and Catherine clearly has untapped depths of maternal instinct. Um, I don't know. I've seen Carrie. I don't know if I'd go with maternal instincts on that. but uh, Isn't she? Yeah, she's like a bad mom. Yeah, she's like, like an abusive right? mom. Doesn't she like yeah. lock, <laughs> lock Carrie in a closet or something? That's how she burns I have the not- house down? Honestly, my most most of my touchstone for Carrie is the musical version of Carrie, and I know that, there's like, a musical version of Carrie. Oh boy, it's pretty good actually. The music's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I know that like doesn't she like get really mad at Carrie when she asked about periods or something yeah. like about like very nor- yeah like she's a very she's a bad mom. <laughs> yeah, the musical's actually very very fun actually. Interesting. Uh, number nine, we stay with the Martell family for our next pairing, in which sad sack fisherman Pete Martell trades with. All-American dad, Henry Spencer from Eraserhead. Henry is always really stressed, and the time at the lake will be good for him, and Pete's going to be a great dad, too, whatever the baby is. There, I think, also, Pat's swapping. The the same actor plays both of those Uh, roles. So uh, the late, great Jack Nance plays both of those roles in those those various properties. Nice. Um, Okay, cool. Number eight. Really, truly great that I'm here for this <laughs> Yeah, I know, because I would have been, me and Danny would be so lost. Um, <laughs> number eight, everybody loves Big Ed Hurley, uh, but mm-hmm. he lets himself get pushed around, get, gets, almost, this is so bad. Let, this is why I don't read emails, but he lets himself get pushed around. Let's bring in someone who's got a bit more spine and a huge Chris knife, Chris knife. And let Stilgar from Dune run the gas station while Ed takes some time to work on his tan. Uh, interesting. I don't. Is Stilgar? Oh, I, had, I had to Google. Stilgar is the the the. I think the leader of the Fremen, the Freeman. Which one is he um, in the most? He's recent? played by Javier Bardem in the new ah, one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Big Ed Hurley is a man in a loveless marriage in Twin Peaks who is, uh, has a very um, mentally unstable wife, and he's in love with the woman who runs the local diner. Ah. 
And he's he is very sad, and he is a little bit of a doormat of a man. Okay. Uh, number seven, we learned a lot about Sarah Palmer in Twin Peaks The Return, and to be honest, the planet would be better off without her. We'll swap her <laughs> out with Dottie, the vicious, life-sucking wife of Carl, the amateur astronomer who finds the asteroid in Armageddon. Oh my gosh, I love this. Uh, Leyland and Dottie deserve one another, and Bruce can let Sarah off on the asteroid and leave her there. <laughs> oh my god, that's kind of the Danny method of like punishing a character who I don't enjoy. That is one of my favorite lines in Armageddon, where the guy who finds the asteroid names it after his wife because his wife sucks. I literally just googled, and I'm I'm now saying that I need. I liked Armageddon a lot when I bought the Criterion edition off of eBay for five dollars. <laughs> Insane that that's a Criterion movie. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Number six, our hero, Agent Dale Connor or Cooper, um, mm-hmm. has little known musical talent, so he's going to be the perfect new keyboardist for the Doors in the movie of the same name. Meanwhile, Ray Manzarek. Manzarek will put his intelligence training to good use in solving the mystery of Laura Palmer's death. Um, this is the Kyle Mac- McLaughlin role. This right? is Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, he's okay. the lead. I'm not. I've not seen the Doors film. Me either. Um, so I don't know who. Oh, oh, I think maybe Kyle McLaughlin plays. He might play um, the Ray key- Manzarek in in okay. that film. I'm go- I'm doing a quick Google. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, Kyle McLaughlin does. So he is once again swapping the actors as well. Ooh. If we're going to swap Kyle McLaughlin characters, I would have voted for uh, the mayor in Portlandia. But that's just me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love him as the mayor. Oh, my God. Um, number five, we'll stick with the FBI for a next swap in which Agent Philip Jeffries, uh, played by David Bowie, reappears just long enough to swap roles with Major Jack Kellyers, Selliers, an English POW in the Japanese prison camp during World War II as seen in Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Major Jack escapes into a jungle hellscape, and, well, we don't know what the heck's up with Jeffries anyway. Wait, what? There's a movie about an English POW <laughs> Japanese prison camp called Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence? Yeah, and David Bowie is and stars in that film. I believe it is also maybe a queer film. There might be a queer storyline to it. That's the only reason why I've heard about it because I, I like David Bowie. Uh, I've never seen that, but yeah, he's in also in Twin Peaks for a very short amount of time. Uh, if you watch the extended cut of Firewalk with Me, he's in it more. But uh, yeah, what an what inter- an interesting swap yeah. again doing the actor thing. I think, but yeah, I've never seen Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, but I am vaguely aware of it. What an interesting name for a World War II movie. Um, <laughs> number four we're going to take one of twin peaks most disturbing denizens the woodsman um and send him off to war where where he'll take the place of the oh my gosh what are you doing to me pat kappa <laughs> capital lieutenant and das boot that i that's a russian or german word uh the exhausted and cynical u-boat commander will make good use of some rest among the redwoods and if woodsman, if the woodsman winds up sinking the submarine, well, that's not such a bad outcome, is it? Um, gosh, why are you sending me these words, man? <laughs> das Boot is, yeah, it's like a very sort of famous West German film, but I've never, I've never seen it. I've heard the name a bunch, uh, but so I can't, I can't attest to how accurate that swap is. But the woodsman is a big, a big spooky guy. Okay, in Twin Peaks, nice. Um, and then two and three are combined. Uh, everybody always says that there needs to be more dancing in Twin Peaks. Um, is that true? Do you, do you I, agree? I, don't, I mean, 
there there's there's some great dance sequences i think there's like yeah okay um and we're gonna we're gonna take care of that with these two picks when ben home and dr jacoby swap places with with a couple of jets tony and riff from west side story uh horn and jacoby will melt into the scenery of new york but tony and riff will dance their way into our hearts that's an interesting because both of those men are older, so yeah. that's a very interesting uh, swap. Yeah. Okay, I I guess I see where you're going with this, but you know, whatever. Um, I'm I'm down for it. More West Side Story. <laughs> Let's go. Um, number one. Finally, we're going to bring some critical thinking to the investigation in Twin Peaks when Diane Evans, played by Laura Dern, trades places with the noted dinosaur poop scientist mm. Dr. Ellie Sattler. <laughs> Last scene, running for her life in Jurassic Park. Uh, Diane's ready for the challenge, and Ellie could use a break. Your pal, Pat. Pat, what a great list. That kind of went over my head, but luckily, Mackenzie's here. To- <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, Diane's great. She's in Twin Peaks The Return. She's an off-screen character in the original series, and then Laura Dern comes in. So There you go. Who who doesn't want more Laura Dern? <laughs> I mean, right? She's like got to be the greatest actress of all time. Easily. I love her. Um, okay. Our next email is from Jaeger. Um, hello again, Rank Kings, and welcome back to the email that answers the age-old question, were you rushing or were you dragging? Oh, okay. Are we getting another whiplash uh, swap? Oh, yeah. I think I've come up with a decent list of character switches that I think would be pretty interesting and funny. Some might be a little basic, but anyway, here we go. Honorable mentions, I got to say I'm not a fan of Glenn Powell. Oh, thank God, Danny. Got kicked off this Zoom call because he would have been so pissed. Um, he has a that's so funny. He would have been livid if he had to read that. Uh, he has a very punchable face, and I think if I switch some of his roles, I might improve the movies he's been in. And if I put him in movies I like, I might like him better. Oh my gosh, Danny! <laughs> Danny would have lost his mind. Um, okay, so he's gonna switch Finnegan, and everybody wants some um, with. Billy Brubaker uh, from Summer Catch, played by Matthew Lillard. Uh, I don't know this movie. I don't either, yeah. Summer Catch, interesting. Lillard instantly takes Everybody Wants Some from a three-star to a four-star movie. Jaeger, I can't agree with you on that. Everybody Wants Some is a five-star movie for me, Um, but, you know, teach their own. Uh, He's (laughs) going to take Charlie from Set It Up, played by Glenn Powell, uh, with Tom from 500 Days of Summer, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, Zoe Deutsch deserves better. Yeah, I can see that. It's not very. Does it? I mean, Five Hundred Days of Summer. He's like the the original, not the original, but one of the very original mainstream manic pixie dream girls because he puts her up on a pedestal by imagining the kind of woman she is. Is that what Zoe Deutsch deserves? Yeah. Not handsome blonde Glenn Powell. Excuse me. I've never even seen Set It Up. I just know that the Five Hundred Days guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, he does. I love that movie though. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, like, I think it's like it sucks on purpose. He sucks on purpose, like yeah. in a very interesting way, narrative way. If yeah. that makes sense. Not uh, saying the movie's bad. <laughs> um, his third honorable mention, Lieutenant Jake Hangman Saracen. Um, is that his name? I didn't know that was his name. Uh, from Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, played by Glenn Powell. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's gonna switch him with Russell Casey uh, from Independence Day, played by Randy Quaid, the Randy Quaid character from Independence Day. What? <laughs> We are Danny's Danny would have flames coming yes. out his ears if he was present for this email. That that is interesting. Um here's here's you my want problem. Randy with, Quaid? 
instead of if they Glenn switch, Powell. they both still get to save the day. Only this time, Russell Casey gets to live. Look, here's the thing. I don't think so. I think you have to have Russell Casey drunk off, you know, to no end going up the the ship's butthole to w- save the day in Independence Day. The hangman's not going to do that. <laughs> oh but, my gosh. Uh, you know, teach their own. Gosh, I'm so glad Danny was, <laughs> Danny got kicked <laughs> off. <laughs> He's going to hear this and, and it'll be bad. Yes. Um, okay, number 10, Teddy KGB from Rounders. Oh, the John Malkovich character from Rounders. Uh, replace or switch places with uh, Colonel Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. Uh, this is a pretty even swap, yet still intriguing. That would be Hans Landa would be an interesting person to play poker with. <laughs> but Teddy has the biggest tell in movie history, so I feel like you'd know when he's lying. But you know, whatever. Uh, Michael Myers in Halloween um, swapped with Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. Oh, I kind of love this. Uh, oh, we're, we're moving away from Glenn Powell dragging now, and yeah, we're yeah. entering into a new phase of the list. Yeah, sorry, this, that was number nine. Um, again, I'm not sure how much each movie changes. I just like to imagine Michael My- Michael Myers money motivated and struggling in the Texas heat. Yeah, but also <laughs> Anton Chigurh in Halloween would be insane. Just walking around with that cow bullet the thing. thing the, the, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, number eight, Vincent Gambini from My Cousin Vinny, played by Joe Pesci, uh, swapped with Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Let's go. Whoa, oh, hey. yes. Yeah, I totally agree on this, Jaeger. That would be perfect. Um, number seven, Minions. Uh <laughs> Minions swapped with the evil elves from the Christmas Chronicles. Oh, yes. That? Oh, Christmas Chronicles is the one with Kurt Russell and uh, Goldie Hawn. Um, wait, okay. is Goldie Hawn his wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's Mrs. Claus. There's el- evil elves? In yeah, this? so in the second movie, there's evil elves. Um, but the they're the most cheesy Hallmark movies of all time, and me and Danny love them. Um, they look the elves look so cute they're evil they like turn evil if you like feed them like this candy or don't feed them candy oh my god or something like that. they're gremlins yeah. they're just gr- yeah <laughs> they're gremlins yeah. um holiday minions sounds wholesome and evil elves makes grew a far more formidable supervillain. um number six Whoa. coach finstock from teen wolf played by jay tarsus Interesting. Uh, Swapped with Jimmy Dugan from A League of Their Own, played by Tom Hanks. Uh, (laughs) I do know that. Drunk drunk Jimmy Dugan reacting to Scott transforming into a wolf and Finstock eating hard-boiled eggs and scratching his balls in the dugout. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, I agree. That that would be interesting to see. Um, Dark Doc Brown, or number five, Doc Brown from Back to the Future switched with Eric Selvig from uh, Thor slash the MCU. I, I kind of would like to see that. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, John Spartan from Demolition Man, played by Sylvester Stallone, swapped with Awesome Powers from the Awesome Powers saga. Uh, both uh, cryogenically frozen. Awesome Powers probably gets arrested for assault in the Demolition Man future. In the Demolition Man future, and John Spartan would kill Dr. Evil in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, number three, Dr. Sharon uh, Fieldstone from Ted Lasso, played by Sarah Niles, um, switched oh, with Dr. Sean McGuire from Goodwill Hunting, played by Robin Williams. <gasps> Ooh. Wow, I like this. 
I'm not sure how much changes in either universe, but it would be much fun to see Ted and Sean share stories about baseball and farts. Um, but yeah, that would be good. That like scene with Robin Williams and Matt Damon in the park, mm-hmm. but you switch it with Sarah Niles. That would be, that'd be awesome. I feel like also with Ted and Sean, I feel like, cause I feel like Sarah has very distinct now that I've watched Ted Lasso. I know <laughs> um, she has very distinct like boundaries with him. And I don't know if Sean would have as much of strict boundaries. And so I feel like they both would like need each other in the same emotional way, like Sean and Ted. Yeah. Um, and maybe not in the healthiest way as a therapist, but I do think that they would like vibe really well. And I would like to see them together. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, okay, number two, Sister Mary Clarence from Sister Act, played by Whoopi Goldberg, swapped with swapped with Fletcher from Whiplash, played by J.K. Simmons. Seeing J.K. Simmons berate a choir of nuns sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if amazing is the right word, but I would definitely watch it for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, Love it. that's crazy. Um, and then number one, Ted Clubber Lang. Uh, Ted, voiced by Seth MacFarlane, so the teddy bear. Uh, Swap oh, okay, with okay. Pikachu from Detective Pikachu, voiced by Ryan mm. Reynolds. Uh, Ted fighting off Pokemon and Mark Wahlberg uh, smoking pot with a Ryan Reynolds voice. Pikachu might be the funniest thing of all time. Interesting. <laughs> I am, uh, it's definitely not, for everyone, but I kind of love the Ted movies. I laugh. Every I've time never I seen them. them. It's very like uh, Family Guy's style humor. I mean, I grew up very into into Family Guy. Like I, so I feel like it would resonate with me in that sense that I was and still do find a lot of that humor funny. There's a new one coming out this year. Oh, I didn't know that. It's uh, the poster on Letterbox just says Ted is coming again. Which okay, yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, apologies. <laughs> we need to bleep that out. Oh, that's fine. Um, but yeah, looks like it is. It's it looks like there's a it's theoretically a new film of Ted coming out in 2023. But it's also named Ted, so I'm kind of confused by that. Interesting. So they're both. So it's a sequel, but it will also be named Ted. Um, maybe it'll be just Ted three, or maybe it'll have like an alternate. Title. Oh, there's a Ted two. Okay, yeah. I've, my whole mind is opening up yeah. now. I'm learning new things every day. Um, well, that's it for the emails. Jaeger, thank you for sending that in. If you want to send in an email, um, you can send it in to rankkingspod at gmail.com. Um, before you get out, uh, Mackenzie, what's going on at Austin Danger Podcast? Yes, as you're listening to this in a couple days, um, our Scream 6 episode will be going up. We both uh, watched the new release because uh, if you didn't know last October we watched all five Scream movies and it almost broke Kev's brain so we had to return to the series uh, and we have some opinions that may shock you so if you've checked it out or you're not sure if you want to check it out and want to hear Scream 6 that's Monday and then the following week um, if you don't want to see be spoiled of Scream yet uh, the following Monday we are returning to our uh, next randomly picked film, which weirdly is Robert Altman's Gosford Park. So okay. <laughs> uh, quite the shift of film, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun two weeks on Austin Danger Pod. And I also just started a new podcast called The Criterion Connection as well. Oh, heck yeah. Um, Tell us about yeah, that. It's, yeah. So it's just, we're, it's just kind of going through the Criterion, uh, connecting films as a sort of like a double feature. So like every two weeks, you're going to get a bit of a double feature. Uh, and our episode on Persona is currently live. Uh, and next, this following Monday, this coming Monday, we have an episode on Robert Altman's uh, Three Women. So a lot of Robert Altman in my life lately. 
Um, but that's def- they're definitely more like cerebral, heady movies because it's Criterion. But um, if that's something that interests you, that's also around. So those are the podcasts I'm doing. Heck yeah. And those are available wherever podcasts yeah. are available. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, go check that out. Y'all also just released an awards episode on Austin Danger pod we did we it, we released it sunday morning on the oscars a lot of our predictions did not age well which we will talk about on our upcoming monday episode um but i put a lot of work into the production of that one so i'm really really proud of that so if yeah. you wanted to hear our thoughts on the 2022 oscar nominees and um experience the soundscapes i created for the films um yeah you can check that out as well that's what's currently up uh most recent episode on our on our stuff awesome well, uh, thanks for listening to the rankings. Thanks to our guest Mackenzie uh, for giving us the most chaotic list we've ever gotten on this show. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RankingsPod. Don't forget the double K in the middle. Join our Discord. It's free. Join our Patreon. It's not. Uh, you can find the link to those in our social media bios and show notes. We'll be back with a new episode next week. Until then. <laughs>